I got stirred up even last night getting to, uh, back to the hotel. I just began to think of what God's done in my life. Begin to think of all the things that God has done in each and every one of us. What a testimony. What a, what a privilege it is to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen? To understand our calling for God. Amen? To get, uh, it, get busy and get involved. And this morning, I want to preach a message uh, called The Value of One. Amen? The value of each and every one of us in this place today. I love how Pastor uh, Bland started off. Last night, he was talking about how he tried to get away from preaching that message that God had him to preach. But I tell you what, God knows what he's doing. God has everything prepared and God understands the word that we need today. Man, let's turn in our, in our Bibles to uh, Joshua. If you have your Bible this morning, let's turn there. And uh, I'll tell you what, God is going to do something great in us today, man. He's going to do a great thing. And I know for a fact that God's got an answer for each and every one of us today. If we just listen to him and let him lead us and guide us. Amen. Joshua chapter 23 verse 10. It's a short passage of scripture, but it's powerful. It says, one man of you shall chase a thousand. For the Lord your God, he it is that fighteth for you. And he hath promised you. Amen. Let's read that again. One man of you shall chase a thousand for the Lord your God. He it is that fighteth for you as he hath promised you. I'll tell you what, there's good news in that scripture this morning. Amen. God is fighting for you and I today. He, he knows where we've come from. He knows where we're going. He knows what uh, the plan of God is for our life. And if we would just be obedient to the Holy Spirit uh, and let God lead us and direct us, then there's potential in each and every one of us. Amen? I'm talking about a potential that's greater than we can even imagine. Amen? D.L. Moody once said, he said, the world has yet to see what one man, amen, what man, with what one man totally surrendered to God can do. Amen? And I, that is such a true statement. Uh, the, uh, it, it's interesting that he didn't say the world has yet to see what the church can do when it totally surrenders to God. It says what the individual, what one man can do when he totally surrenders himself to God. I'll tell you what, that's stirring up. For me, that's uh, an exciting thing to hear that God, yes, he has a plan for the church. And, and yes, he has a plan for the multitudes. But listen, God wants to use one man, hallelujah. He wants to use one woman to stir this nation up for Jesus Christ. He will stir you up. I, I promise you that, amen. See, it's also said of Moody that he'd made a vow and he kept it. And this vow was that he would not let the sun go down without having witnessed to at least one soul. We need to understand this morning the value of witnessing to just one soul. Amen? There's value in one person. Every single person that comes to this altar, every sinner that comes crying to God, that person has a potential that can rock this world for Jesus Christ. Amen. And we need to understand that as a man and woman of God and understand that that's how God will build his church. Now, there's no doubt in my mind that, you know, I, I know for a fact that D.L. Moody, he had a tremendous uh, insight that every Christian in church needs. And that was the tremendous value and the potential of just one person. Amen? You see numbers and crowds in the church? 
lot of times we look at how many people we have in our churches and who's coming and who's going, but I want you to know that numbers and crowds and the multitudes, they're wonderful. And Jesus preached to the multitudes. He preached to the multitudes and they're wonderful. But the key to the kingdom of God is not the numbers, but it is the individuals. Every single person that walks through those doors. I'm telling you what, if you want your church to grow, if you want your ministry to grow, then you need to understand this concept this morning. Amen? Each person, the individual is so important to God. Hallelujah. Listen, many times we get sidetracked with things. We get our mind off on other things in life. But listen, God is concerned about the individual. You know the story in the Bible of the woman at the well. The whole chapter is written about this particular woman. It's amazing. What an amazing story. And, and very few verses in that, in, in, that, in that passage talks about the entire city. Amen. We're talking about multitudes compared to one single individual. God cares about your every need. God understands. He knows. Listen, when we come to God, he's not there, there to, to beat us down or to, to hurt us, but he's there to lift us up, to encourage us, to strengthen us so that we can do great and mighty things for him. See, this woman that came to the well, she, she got touched by God. God did a miracle through this woman. Many stories throughout the Bible. We read where God touched the individual, where God dealt with the individual. Hallelujah. He's waiting for a humble cry, man. First point I want to look at this morning is the value of the individual. Just one individual. There's value in one. You see, this age of statistics, it's reduced the individual to cause a loss of, of identity or a loss of worth or even a loss of respect. Amen? Mentality has gripped the church world today that mega is great or it's healthy or, or it's right. It's the right thing to do. Let's just build our churches uh, with a lot of people and let's just see how it works. See, that's what the world says today. You and I understand that, you know, you can go stand out on the street corner. They'll, they'll watch somebody beat you down on, this, on, the, on the street corner. You can, you can build a crowd, amen. You can, you can draw a crowd. We, we just had Brother Jed Smock in our church, and I'm telling you what, you want to talk about drawing a crowd. One of his disciples is, is uh, recently just joined our church. And matter of fact, he's, he's coming uh, very regularly to the church now, amen. God's doing a great thing, but we are able to coach him. We are able to give him some insight and, 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 and help him understand what true discipleship really is. Amen. We can all go out there and just do what we got to do. But listen, we've got to be trained. We've got to understand the process of why we are where we're at today. You see, God didn't just save you just to save you. Listen, there's a purpose and a plan for your life. And God wants to implement his plan in your life, but through discipleship. Amen. Thank God for that. Mentality has gripped the church. This is a, an ugly thing. It, the other extreme is we're, we're going for quality and not quantity. Amen? But God is going for quantity. He wants the whole world to be saved. He's going for every single one of us today. He wants to see that we, are, that, to, 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 that we can save our families. Glory to God. Now, I want you to know something. A, a large church can be a dangerous thing. It can be a great thing if God's, if God's in it and God's doing it, but we don't see very many large churches today where God is actually doing what he wants to do in the church because man has taken over those churches, amen? And, uh, you know, when man gets in, in the way, we know what happens, amen? But when we trust God and when we understand the, the plan of God for our life, uh, then God takes over through the individual, hallelujah, 
Now, even in a multitude of people where there's large crowds, God can still use the individual. And that's what sets us apart as a fellowship. Amen. It sets us apart. Are you asking, do you think you're the greatest? Absolutely not. We do not think we're the greatest. But I'll tell you what we are is we are obedient to the Holy Spirit. We are obedient disciples where we learn from our leadership, glory to God, and we implement those things that we've been taught. And that makes us great in God's eyes. I said, that makes us great in God's eyes. You see, you and I today, we feel like failures. We feel like there's no hope for us because of where we've been or what we've done. But I've got news for you today. By the blood of Jesus Christ, we have been set free, glory to God. And we have a reason to shout today, hallelujah. There's a reason to get excited in the house of God. You see, God wants to use the individual today, man. He wants to stir you up. You say, well, there's no hope for me. There's no hope for me. I've been through too much in my life and I lost just about everything that I've ever owned or ever had. Well, I want to tell you something. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. Glory to God. But listen, when you build a relationship with God and when you understand who God is in your life uh, and you understand that he wants to work uh, with the individual, hallelujah, and he wants to stir you up, you will begin to catch fire you'll begin to understand what God is trying to do in your life. The spiritual condition of the individual is what's very critical in this situation. It's very critical. Each soul in God's eyes, it's very important. And we must be right with God in our lives. We must know where we stand with God, amen? Therefore, we realize Christ's death, it was, his death was not just for the, the world in mass, it wasn't just so that uh, we can stand out there and, 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 and the masses, but, but it was for each and every single one of us individually. He cared so much, the Bible says, that if you were the only one on this earth, uh, that he would have died for you. Amen. Woo, I don't know about you. Man, but I'll tell you, my God, uh, he loves me today. He loves you. Uh, oh, I'm telling you, he's ready to work in your life. You see, there's a process. We give our lives to Jesus Christ. We come to God and we begin to live for him and then God begins to change our lives. You say, well, pastor, I've been saved for 20 years and I'm still a process. Absolutely. Let God reign in your life. Let God do a great thing in you, amen? See, the implicit value of the individual, it's a constant thing in the New Testament. I want to read in the book of Matthew chapter 10. Let's turn in our Bibles to Matthew chapter 10, verse 29. I don't hear a whole lot of pages turning. You must be on the, on the cell phone this morning. Glory to God. Matthew chapter 10, verse 29. It says, are not two sparrows sold for farthing? And one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father? But the very hairs of your head are numbered. For ye not therefore ye are of more value than any sparrows. Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men... Him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven. Wow. You know, we see a wonderful example in the Bible of the woman with the issue of blood. Touched Jesus in a crowd. This woman touched him in a crowd of hundreds. And Jesus said to her, who touched me? 
He said, who touched me? We know the story of the, 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 the prodigal son where he's gone off. Listen, Jesus is concerned with the very one. He called his disciples individually. I want you to understand that this morning. Amen? In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16, it says, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and, and compacted by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working in the measure of every part maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Every single part of this body of Christ is valuable. Every single person, every motion, every, uh, everything that goes on in the house of God, I want you to understand that it could not be done without the calling, uh, without the, the obedience uh, that God wants us to have in our life, amen? In the house of God to serve. You see, God is always present, omnipresent. And he's omnip, omnip, that word is a tongue twister for me. All knowing, we'll just call it, amen? Hallelujah. Anybody ever get tongue twisted on that? I know you guys are perfect, I understand. Which gives God constant access to you and I as an individual. Amen? He's always knowing, all present, all knowing, and Christ is ever making intercession for you and I today. Don't you worry for a moment. Every situation that you're going through today, I promise you that God, he is at work already in your situation. He's already given you the answer. The Bible says he goes before you, hallelujah, and he'll begin to do a work. Thank God. Thank God for that. That means we could wake up in the morning. That means we could have peace in our heart means we can just do what we know we need to do, pray and give God our first moments of the day. And that means that God, no matter what happens that day, that he'll go with you, he'll protect you, he will keep you, and he'll be in your presence that day, amen? What a wonderful word today. God will help us, amen? See, the Spirit is given to each and every one of us. In the books, book of Acts, it says, and these appeared unto them cloven tongues like a fire as it sat upon each and every one of them. Amen? Wow. Each of us will receive a name that only you and God will know. The Bible declares that the shepherd knows the sheep by name. He knows the sheep by name. Listen, God is concerned with your individual life. He understands what we go through. He knows what's happening in our very life, amen? Each person is of infinite worth to God. Now let's look at the power of the individual. The power of the individual, amen? There's a difference. I found a story, and it's in his book, An Hour Before Daylight. Former U.S. President Jimmy Carter reflects on his childhood in rural Georgia. His relationship with his parents and his infamous brother, Billy, he writes, Mama always said that Billy was the smartest of her children, and none of us ever argued with her. When the international news media moved into our town during the 1976 presidential campaign, Billy became the, corn the center of attention. He drank more, he talked more and he saw his, his deliberately outraged statements quoted as, as, uh, as serious comments. And he was always good for a delightful quote. And when one of the reporters remarked that Billy was a little strange, he replied, look, my mama was a 70-year-old Peace Corps volunteer in India. One of my sisters goes all over the world as a holy roller preacher. My oldest sister spends half her time on a Harley-Davidson motorcycle. And my brother... He thinks he's going to be the president of the United States. Which one of our family do you think is normal? 
Amen. I'll tell you what, we don't understand sometimes the potential that we have in Jesus Christ. We don't understand the value of who we are in Jesus Christ. Amen. You see, because too many times we have our eye on what's going on in our lives. We have our eye on this that's going on over there or this problem or that problem or our failure that's over there or our failure over here. But I want you to know that through the blood of Jesus Christ, hallelujah, through his grace, through his mercy, glory to God, he has interest in you and I today. Glory to God. See, not only are you highly valued, but you are highly empowered by God as an individual. We are empowered by God. I'm talking about strength. I'm talking about energy. When you don't have that strength or energy, he is there for you, amen? He will help you. He'll pull you through. And we need to understand this morning that balance is very important. It's very important. This power is not just for your benefit, but is designed for the edification of the body. It's designed for the edification of the body, for the building of the church, and thus only operates in relation to the body. Amen? It's critical to our strategy of world evangelism. It's critical to that and, and, uh, and the understanding of the potential of just one person. You see, one life can change the course of history. He can change the course of history. This is not the, the, the military uh, dictatorship like a, a Adolf Hitler or any of these other guys where the heavy hand is down and you're going to do it this way. But we're talking about a different, uh, this is the picture of Samson slaying a thousand with just with a jawbone of a donkey. We're talking about power. We're talking and understanding that, you know, this isn't a dictatorship. Uh, this is something where God will give you power. He'll use what you have. Uh, he'll give you authority and strength uh, just being who God wants you to be. You see, God will give you an authority. He'll give you a presence. Oh, he'll stand with you in the battle. You think that David, uh, he relied on himself and his own strength? Absolutely not. He relied on the Lord, amen? He trusted that God would be his strength. See, he understood the value of just one soul. He understood his value in Jesus Christ. And you tonight, this morning, do you understand the value that you have in the Lord? Do you understand what God wants to do through you this morning? You see, you have potential to see thousands saved through you. One life can change the course of history. In the world that you and I live in today. Amen? See, this is God's unique strategy. As individual, or as an individual, lives are put into the master's hands. As you and I begin to understand that by ourselves it's not possible. But only through God is it possible. You see, God can take us to a new level in our walk with God. God could bring us to a new place where we can understand the value of just one person. I remember something that Pastor Jones said many years ago. He said, if you are witnessing, it's hard to sin. And I want you to understand this simple concept. I began to think about that as I was a younger man, and uh, I'm still young, but I was younger then. And I began to think about all the things that were going on in my life at that particular time. And all the struggles as you beat yourself up. And this was before we really understood the, the message of the cross and, and God's uh, redeeming power and his strength and his energy that he gives us. But it was before I could really grasp it and understand it. 
And I would beat myself up and I wouldn't understand exactly why I was saved or what, what was the purpose, what did God have for me? I didn't understand that. And he began to tell me, I remember him saying it one day in a discipleship. He said, he said if you're witnessing to somebody, it's hard to sin. And I began to think that. And I said, you know what, Lord, I'm going to use that for the rest of my life. I'm going to put that into action. And you know, it's not that I'm just this greatest sinner where I just go out and, and do all these crazy things. No, listen, I'm, I'm a sinner just like you, amen? Saved by grace. And I thank God for his grace and his mercy. But I'll tell you what, I don't dwell on these things anymore because I understand it now that, you know what, uh, there's somebody out there that's suffering and needs the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, and I get out of my comfort zone and I'll take a couple tracks, uh, like Pastor Blake said last night, take some of these tracks and invite somebody out today. And I would begin to go out there and I'd begin to share the loss with somebody. And the power of God, the sovereign spirit, hallelujah, it would take over God's blessing, would just begin to work in my life and I would see a difference. And I'm talking about an instant difference. You say, well, I've never had that. Well, I don't know about you, but it works for me. Glory to God. And I'll tell you what, if you put your heart into it, God will help you. God sees your heart. He understands. But I'm talking about the value of just one soul this morning. One soul, the individual. Each and every one of us in this place. It's so easy to look around and be judgmental. It's easy to look around and, and be critical. It's easy to, to wonder why this person is not so successful or why this one is so successful. But I want you to know that that's not what gets God going, amen? That's not what turns God upside down where he just wants to run. And Listen, God is excited over the individual seeing God do great and mighty things through that person. See, God wants to see us uh, go outside of our boundaries uh, and reach out to somebody so that souls could be saved. And I tell you what, we don't quite understand it sometimes, uh, uh, what God is really trying to do through us. Just another sinner getting saved at this altar. Just another person. Oh, just another family comes through the church. Oh, in the very moment, believe me, we run to that family. We run to that person. Oh, how you doing, brother? God bless you. Welcome to Victory World Outreach. Uh, we love you. You're awesome. But what happens next week? What happens next week when, you know, when there's a split up in the family and, you know, the husband walks in alone with two of his children? Oh, man, I'll tell you what. Uh, well, I better not go over there and talk to him. Something's going on. Two, three weeks in a row. Oh, I see something's going on in this family. No, listen, that's when God calls us to lift them up. Listen, I didn't say that's when God calls you to be a counselor. God didn't call you to be a pastor in that very moment, amen? But it does mean that we go out of our, uh, uh, away from what we're comfortable with and we reach out to people even though they're in a battle, amen? Listen, that's how you build a, a successful ministry if God is behind it uh, and then you allow God to work through you, amen? I've learned this principle. You want to know how I learned it? I learned it by watching my pastors and my leaders all of my life in ministry. I've sat back and I've watched great men of God. Pastor Jones, what an amazing example that he has been to me in my life. You see, what we don't understand today, and as Pastor Bland was preaching last night, I began to understand the value. It was just God was just dealing with my heart. And I thought back to when my mama gave her life to Jesus Christ. When my mother, she humbled herself and she said, I need a change in my life. And I began to think about that. I said, I would not be here today if Pastor Jones did not see the value of just one soul. I can look back to 1978 when I met my brother-in-law's 
uh, Pastor Dustin and Pastor Paul and, and Ben Jones and, and my wife, I ended up marrying their sister. What, what a miracle. You would never guess. Matter of fact, they wouldn't have wanted me to marry their sister, amen? I was a bad boy. But I want you to know, with God, all things are possible. Listen, it doesn't matter what you've been through. You say, well, I don't know if you deserved it. Well, I'm glad it's none of your business. Hallelujah. I didn't deserve it, but God had her for me, amen? And I'll tell you what, God has a desire, your greatest desire for you today. He understands what your needs are this morning. He understands what you lack in your spiritual walk with God today. He understands all those hidden sins that are down in your soul. This morning, God understands it, and he wants to help you with that today. Thank God. Would we feel that way if we knew that this one sinner walking through that church or this one life would be a walking revival? Would we be different if we knew? As Pastor Jones said, he came and preached for us down in Phoenix just a couple weeks ago. He was down there and uh, he was telling a story about how Billy Graham had a girlfriend when he was younger. And she says, no, I'm breaking up with you. She said, I'm going to marry somebody that's going to do something great for God. My goodness. She dropped the ball on that one, didn't she? Glory to God. You see, would would we be different? Would we understand things different if we knew that this person that just got saved or this person that just came to the altar, listen, we're not talking about whether they have money or not. We're not talking about if they've got charisma or good spirit or good attitude. We're talking about what they could do for Jesus Christ, amen? We're talking about what God can do in that man's life or that woman's life. Glory to God. See, what we don't understand is that young man that comes down to this altar could end up marrying your daughter one day. Woo, what did you say? Yeah. It's exactly what it's like. See, some of you in this place don't know what it's like to walk up to your pastor and ask him if you can marry his daughter. Yeah. This was after he had already told her uh, about an ex-boyfriend she had that, uh, you know, we we don't breed racehorses with donkeys. I'll use that word today. You all know Pastor Jones, amen? Well, I felt like a donkey, but I'll tell you what, he saw something in me that I didn't see. Amen? And you know what it is? It's when your hands are up worshiping God. It's who you are when no one's around. It's what you're doing. Amen. Oh, glory to God. I've seen too many times in the church where these young men are worshiping God and they got one eye open on this side because the pastor's over here. They're worshiping God. Oh, yeah, they're worshiping God, all right. Listen, they're looking for a wife in that service. But I want you to know we need to understand the value of every single soul that walks uh, through these doors and comes to this altar, amen? We need to understand that the, the potential that this person has in Jesus Christ. See, they can shake the world upside down. They can make a difference, amen. If God would show us the potential in every person in this place, you and I would realize that we can take our cities for Jesus. 
we would realize that we could take this world for Jesus Christ, hallelujah. If we could just stop one by one, individual by individual, glory to God, whether there's a smile on the face or a frown on the face, if we would just realize the potential in Jesus Christ, hallelujah, we could take our cities for Jesus Christ. We could take our world for Jesus Christ. How many want that today? Glory to God. You see, God is stirring us up today. He's changing us, amen? There's a potential of great ministry in this place. There's a potential of great ministry. Right here before us, not all will have the same ministry, but there are mighty prayer warriors in this place. Oh, I'm telling you what, there are mighty soul winners in this place. Oh, there are mighty ministry leaders right here in this place today. How can we say this? Well, I'll tell you what. It's because if the Holy Spirit resides in you, there is potential. I said, if the Holy Spirit resides in you, there is potential. Glory to God. It's called the power of God. Hallelujah. And he will give you strength. Oh, let me tell you something. When you're weak, he will lift you up. Glory to God. I'm so encouraged by that. Amen. You see, in our text, it says, for the Lord your God, he is, it is he that fighteth for you. As he hath promised. As he hath promised. He's promised he'll fight for you. I'm telling you what, all you got to do is stay the course. He will fight for you. He'll pick you up. Uh, the Bible says in Acts 2.39, it says, For the promise is unto you and to your children, and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. See, we have all, we all have within us a little bit of dynamite. We all have within us you say, well, I don't, I've always been a little reserved and I don't, you know, I don't like to move a lot. Well, I guarantee you if you were at your ball game, at your favorite uh, sports team's ball game, I'm telling you what, you'd be jumping up in the air. And if you wouldn't be jumping, the person next to you would make you jump up because they're spilling their beer all over you. And then all of a sudden the devil rises up in you and then you'll be a fanatic that I'm talking about tonight, amen, this morning. So we have it in us, amen. It's there, it resides in us, Amen. We need the power of God. All we have to do is transfer that into the things of God and we'll see this nation turned upside down. Thank God. The Bible said, strengthened with might by the spirit in the inner man. That's what Paul said. Amen? The incredible truth is that if one shall put a thousand to flight, then the might of two shall send 2,000 running. Thank God. That's a quote by Pastor Jones. Hallelujah. Isaiah 60, verse 22. A little one shall become a thousand and a small one a smaller nation. I, the Lord, will hasten, hasten it in his time. In his time. Each believer harnessed into the body of Christ represents a power. It represents a power that surpasses any power that we know today. I'm telling you something. And I want to look as we close, as I close this morning, the call to disciple to the disciple. The tragedy of the day, of this day, is to see thousands of people whose potential is just locked away. Millions of people, to be honest with you. 
Millions of people, their potential is locked away. Never to have an impact in the world for evangelism. They've got such a gift. And I'm telling you something, you can reach out to someone that no one else can reach out to, but it has been stowed away. It has been blocked out because you are not open to what God can do in your life. And we ask the question, why? It's because the church, we must have a vision for evangelism. We must have a vision for discipleship. We must have a vision for church planting. And that is what we are built on. That's who Victory World Outreach is. Amen. We are a church that has a vision for evangelism and discipleship and church planting. Glory to God. See, the key today is uh, to unlocking Christian power is discipleship. It's discipleship. You say, well, I've been a disciple for all these years and nothing's happening. Well, shame on you. Can I just say it straight up? I'll tell you what, I'll be honest with you. If I would not have submitted myself under authority, under authority of some leader or, or a pastor in my life, listen, I would not be who I am today. And you cannot go through life complaining uh, and telling everybody your problems uh, and call yourself a disciple at the same time, amen? I'm going to tell you the truth this morning. I've, God's called me to speak the truth. Glory to God. There's too many deadbeat preachers in this world. Uh, none in this fellowship. Thank God for that. But I've been called to tell the truth. Hallelujah. We need to quit complaining today, man. We need to quit telling our sob story today and just turn to God and say, Lord, here I am, Lord. Send me. Use me, God. Do a great and mighty work in me, Lord. You see, I promise you, God will do it. He'll step in, amen? You know, I want to close with this story. And it's a chain reaction. I want you to understand the value of this. Imply this, put this in your life and just understand it for just a minute. An explosive multiplication and unleashing of the gospel power when the principles of discipleship are taken seriously by faithful men and women when we enter the arena of faith to be instructed so that they in turn can instruct all others also around them. Now listen to this. The Museum of Science and Industry in Chicago. Stories released, a checkerboard is on display there. And on the first square is one grain of wheat. There's two grains of wheat on the next square. And then on the next square there's four. And then there's eight, then there's 16, then there's 32, then there's 64, and so on and so on. Now I want you to just understand for just a minute. Put those numbers in those squares. The multiplication there, it's amazing. The answer, it, there was enough to cover the entire subcontinent of India 50 feet deep. Now I want you to understand that. We started off with one grain of wheat. You put it on that square of that checkerboard. The very next square, the multiplication and the multiplication and the multiplication, how it works. Listen, we don't understand. Sometimes we give up in life because we don't understand that multiplication. Listen, God's not calling you. Listen, he's used men to preach before the multitude. I'll tell you what, my wife has told me stories how her daddy has got up and preached in Africa before hundreds of thousands of people. Some of you in this place, you've been there, you've seen it, you've done it, but I want you to know something. God wants us to start with the individual today, man. I'll tell you what, if we take one person in six months, glory to God, in one year that will multiply. Glory to God. 
it multiplies with just your one seed oh there's two but with those two seeds there's four glory to God and four turns to eight eight to sixteen oh glory to God to thirty two and before you know it it's so large the millions are coming to God all because one man one woman had a desire and a heart to go outside of their comfort zone outside of where they were called to be and God did a great thing and changed this world upside down amen I want to encourage you this morning amen if one could put a thousand to flight what are the possibilities what are the possibilities 